Nuclear verdicts hover over trucking companies like a hungry vulture cruising down the highway, waiting for the right time to strike. These legal vultures, however, hungry for unprepared trucking companies. Unfortunately, they have two legs up from their feathery ancestors and a canny ability to avoid oncoming traffic. But for trucking companies caught in the crosshairs, can cameras and technology protect them from the vultures that hover overhead after an accident? Well, folks, we're going to find out in this episode of Loaded and Rolling. Welcome to Loaded and Rolling, folks. I'm your host, Thomas Watson. Fleet safety is a big deal. Whether you have five or 5,000 trucks, each one can carry up to 80,000 pounds and cause a lot of problems if an accident occurs. In the past, it was often drivers versus motorists and a he said, she said, he said, she said, they said, or they said, he said, you're getting the picture. It could get ugly. Now, this battle could turn nastier than oftentimes divorce cases in the 80s or 90s, but there's no silver lining of two Christmases, unfortunately, folks. So what can trucking fleets do to prevent or prepare for the unthinkable? Joining me to talk about the value of safety, top concerns, and what keeps safety managers up at night is Frank Lancaster, Enterprise Sales Manager at Netrodyne. Now, folks, Netrodyne knows a thing or two about safety. They are the first commercial vehicle technology company that uses AI in video to detect and determine the causality of events. And then they even recognize positive driving, something my father failed to instill in me while making me drive serpentines in a church parking lot. Well, let's welcome Frank. Frank, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Happy to have you on, and uh, of course, always happy to see what Netrodyne is up to. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about the backstory of Netrodyne. What made uh, the folks decide that, you know, getting into cameras and safety technology uh, was kind of the way to go? Well, listen, I mean, <clears throat> legacy cameras are good at the time when you made your choice. Um, it shows you what's happening on the road. It shows you where your risk levels are, but it doesn't capture the whole day. And so there was something missing. So we wanted to recognize positive driving. So not only do you see the events that you have risky behavior or heartbreaks, falling too close, speeding, but you know what? When drivers are out there on a daily basis and they're doing things the right way, we call them the green zone minutes, the safe driving minutes. And when they create that space, um, when an ongoing truck or car gets in front of them, we call that a driver stars. It's something to reward the driver and show a positive experience. Yes, you need to know the risky behavior that's there, yeah. but we want to focus on the positive. And looking at, you know, let's say I'm an enterprise level safety manager. I've got tons of trucks on the road. Uh, from your experience working with these folks, as well as uh, talking about the software, what are some of their top concerns that they're running into right now? Well, all you have to do is drive down the road and see the billboards on the side of the road. You've been hit by one of these, call me you know, 888, whatever. Um, and so there's always, the, you have the nuclear verdicts, okay? Increase in accidents. Um, driver distractions in the four-wheelers is really, really increased. Um, you got the stage accidents that's happening. Insurance rates are going sky high. Driver shortages, driver retention. Um, you know, what can you do to engage those drivers to help them stay on board with us and stay in the business? don't leave the trucking business. Um, and so that's a challenge that they face day in, day out. 
I think it's really hard. I remember when I managed fleets. Uh, the issue was you only had time to deal with things when they messed up. You didn't really have time to like pay attention to what they were actually doing throughout the day. So part of this platform and technology that uh, you all are working on, is that kind of a way to have almost a, a second helper to keep an eye out while you're going about your day? Because that was always a problem for me. You'd only find out until much later. They'd say, hey, someone backed into me. He's like, why don't you tell me two hours earlier? That's right. That's right. And here's the thing about that is, you know, um, at the end of the day, we wanted to the drivers to improve, uh, create some gamification, create some competitiveness. I mean, you know, if you and Thomas and I were drivers uh, and Thomas was always getting praised, I was kind of like, you know, I'm tired of seeing Thomas always on top of the board. I want to be better than that. I know I'm better than that. And so maybe my falling distance needs to improve. And through self-coaching, the drivers can coach themselves. A safety manager out there, as busy as it is, um, you know, why not let the drivers coach themselves? You know, see the event that it is. Uh, see when they do well and see what they can do better on speeding. A little in-cab coaching to let them know, hey, slow down, create some space. But also praise them when they do well. And then let you know as a fleet manager, hey, here's the drivers that are doing well. Here's your top four or five drivers. And here's your drivers that need opportunities for improved riskiness, uh, to to reduce the riskiness, and uh, you can jump jump on those. So, like the scorecard allows them almost for like bragging rights. Because one thing I noticed with drivers is they have all these side channels or little Facebook groups. They all talk to each other. I didn't realize that at first until I had like five trucks on a board instead of fifty, mm -hmm. and they all have these competitions. So, is that a way for fleets and a safety manager to kind of get a leg up and say, well? We know we have some all-star drivers. If we give uh, certain perks or rewards or most improved, are those some ways that you can use technology to try and, and help uh, nudge folks towards safer behaviors? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a lot of customers. They do uh, weekly drawings. I mean, you have a scorecard on your, on your phone or your tablet that you're using for your ELD. It's our driver app. They know their score on a daily basis. We have fleets and customers. They do weekly drawings weekly recognitions, not only the top two or three drivers, but also the most improved driver. And they also they also most, they almost uh, also focus on a particular category, maybe the best driver in speeding, reduced in speeding, uh, increase their following distance, uh, those kind of things. We, we break it down in categories. So, yeah, we have customers that actually have drivers that have their own internal groups that not only do they, uh, the company does a fleet recognition, but they may have five or 10 folks that get into this group and say, put in $5 in a, in a tally and say the driver with the best score at the end of the week gets the, gets the pot. And that's really cool too. When you're looking at the scorecard, it, how this work, is it traditional like a, a report card? Like you get an A plus or a B minus or what, what does the scorecard look like for folks who are you know, outside the industry? Absolutely. So basically what it tells them, we start with a thousand points every day, a driver does. And then when they do risky behavior, obviously the, the points go down. But when they do something right, and they and, and as I talk about the driver stars, when they you know create that space, um, when they do so many stop signs in a row, streaks, they get awarded points back to their score. So we have customers that their drivers are averaging a thousand twenty-five, a thousand thirty, a thousand forty a day. Um, when your goal is to be around the eight fifty mark, uh, that's what we've seen in studies that anybody above eight fifty is doing well and less risky to to have an accident. And so when they see that scorecard on a daily basis, they know where their score is. But also, uh, Thomas, we tell them, hey, here's where your uh, here's where your opportunities are. You're you're having too many. Fa your falling distance is too is too low. 
If you increase that, here's your potential score. So we not only show you a scorecard in the grading scale, like in high school, you're a C plus or a B, but if you do these things, increase these things, you're going to be an A. And I like that thought process because when I was a driver manager, it normally came to uh, somebody from safety comes and yells at me and they say, your driver sped too much. Go talk to him and tell him to stop speeding. I call the driver, I say, hey, stop speeding. And that's like the extent of it. So, uh, you know, having this software, having this kind of scorecard, if I'm driving down the road, uh, I can immediately get the feedback, I guess, when I do it right. Or does it give me like a buzzer if I ran a stop sign? That's right. So what we do is we do we do a gradual approach. So when we install these cameras, we train the safety people. We put the cameras in first, maybe in the second week, we put on the uh, show you what the, what's actually happening in your fleet. Uh, then we talk about the in-cab alerts and we turn on maybe the stop sign alerts, the speeding alerts. And so they get that in-cab nudge, hey, slow down. Hey, can come to a complete stop. Um, and then also you know, create that distance. And then those soft nudges, and then on a weekly basis, we can do what you call virtual coaching, where that driver automatically, with that safety manager doing anything, gets a coaching session on that app that says, hey, here's your score for the week. Here's where you rank in the company. And here's the top two or three items, the videos of your videos, showing you where you had the risky behavior that you can improve, that you need to put that phone down, distracted driving. You need to create that space. And with that alone, um, we've seen drivers self-coach themselves to increase that score. So the technology, the the Ford face, the driver facing cameras, you have the front one and you have the rear run, rear one, excuse me. Uh, it actually has the ability to tell if I'm like messing around on my phone or kind of looking for my chips in the bottom of the floorboard. Is that kind of the complexity that we're able That's to right. do now with the tech? That's right. That's right. We have a couple ways of doing it. We have some customers that want that inward camera turned off. That's your option. But if you have that inward camera turned on, it really helps the driver make sure they're focused on the road ahead of them. And not looking down on constant basis, that AI technology and machine learning is see that box right there in that video right there. You see yeah. that driver's got his phone in his hand. He's looking down. He's looking at the phone. He's taking his eyes off the road. So it's looking at the ability of what's going on. And he nudges that driver. Hey, you know, distracted driving. It's just a reminder. And that driver, you'll see in a few seconds, we've seen studies where within three to five seconds, that driver reacts and puts their phone down. Holy cow. And that could be something where you want that behavior because if an accident occurs, uh, you know, legal firms and these 888 on the side of buses and stuff, they're going to try to go through every single bit of information they can. And so having that information is almost uh, necessary because sometimes it really may be the four wheeler, the motorist in front of you's fault, not your own. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the old the old adage of, hey, how often do you coach those drivers? Going back to what you said about the lawyers, how often do you coach your drivers and talk to your drivers, you know, uh, once a quarter at a safety meeting, once a month, uh, you know, is that good enough? Once a week? No, it's really daily basis. And with our in-cab coaching, with our self, self-coaching for the drivers, with our weekly automatic virtual coaching, you're coaching drivers on a regular basis. And that's something for like the FMCSA as well. Say your safety rating goes down. Now you're put conditional and you're having some issues. Uh, having that ability to show the uh, the regulatory people that you are doing it and and uh, show your safety scores improving. Is that something some folks have also used to say, hey, here's the actual hard data instead of saying, I finally just didn't get bothered at you know roadside inspections? That's right. That's right. We have customers that use what we call compliance trends. Uh, they also say, hey, here's where I started with my green zone score. Remember, I talked about the thousand points a day. So if your company fleet goal is 850, let's say, and you start out in the 750 and you went from 750 to 950, 
Now you can show the, the FMCSA all the different things and categories you've improved on. You've lowered your speeding alerts. You've lowered your distracting alerts, you know, 70%. Uh, you're increasing your following distance by 50%. Those kind of things, you have true stats there. You can see uh, you're not running stop signs anymore. You're not running uh, red lights anymore. <clears throat> you're not rolling through stop signs. You come into complete stops. Those are true facts that you can't fight in the street because of its facts are there. And looking at, let's look at behaviors, shift gears a little bit. You know, you're collecting large amounts of data. From your experience and what you're getting, what are some of the, the biggest, uh, you know, red flags or bad behaviors that you commonly see with drivers that need improvement? Well, it's, it's two different folds there. So if you got a customer or a prospect that's never had cameras before, that's a different animal. But if you have customers that have maybe a Lexi-type camera with just event-driven only, uh, you'll see the common factors of heartbreaking, um, falling too close, distracted driving, uh, running stop signs. Because see, here's the deal: is we're not capturing just um, when you do run a stop sign or if you roll through the stop signs. We're actually remember I talked about the compliance trends yeah. on the behavior. How many stop signs in that week did you visit? I visited 75 stop signs and other stop signs. I I stopped completely at 73 of them. Well, that's a 98 point something percentage of uh, compliance versus Thomas. You may only hit 10 stop signs and you only stopped at seven of them. So who do you need to talk to further? You need to talk to Thomas because his percentage is a lot higher. That makes a lot of sense as well. I remember getting the hard braking alerts because uh, it's so much. It's really cool what they're doing nowadays. You plug it into the bus, you're able to pull full telematics of the vehicle. And uh, I don't think the drivers, a lot of them, if they're coming to a company that didn't have cameras and the safety suite, and now they're coming to one, uh, it almost feels like a shock for these folks because they're not usually used to actually having that much granular coaching. And they're kind of, I guess they're just used to getting away with stuff. That's right. And the thing about it is, is I have, uh, I have some customers now that, you know, they've never had cameras before. And what they're seeing is the seat belts. They're not wearing seat belts. The, um, the cell phone uses distracted driving. And, you know, and they captured that and coached that within two weeks that went down drastically. And so here's the deal about that. When you have drivers and you're recruiting drivers, you got to be transparent. It's not just here to protect the fleet, it's protect you as a driver. Um, it's also here to help you make a better driver. We have customers all the time. They'll interview their drivers and the drivers will tell them, I didn't realize that I was doing distracted driving. I didn't realize I was falling too close. And, and when you're transparent and educate, they understand why are you using cameras and what the benefit of it is. And looking at a little bit in terms of cameras, I mean, is there something that goes into picking a specific one? Do I need to have something that's like 1080p or 4K? Or what are some of the challenges of even having that kind of equipment on the road and making sure it functions? That's right. So we, you know, listen, we give the fleet all the visibility of the world and what's going on with their cameras and our solution that we have with our customers. They know if they have 100, cam 100 trucks, 100 cameras, they may also have the, uh, the, you know, the one camera that has forward-facing driver-facing or the side mirrors. And also, we have optional exterior cameras. So customers that put cameras on their side mirrors looking down their trailers, so they know what cameras are working, what cameras are not on a daily basis. Um, and they can always see that what's happening with their fleet. And there's a topic on legacy versus uh, the, the next-gen ones. Uh, for I'm, I'm kind of interested in this as well. I'm assuming the legacy ones don't have the ability to recognize stuff, or what? What's kind of how far have these cameras come? Uh, you know, over the years. Well, you know, first you talked about the heartbreaking from the ECM, right? So that's where it, that's called event. That's an event based. So when I say legacy cameras, I'm talking about cameras that are good cameras, 
at the time when you made that decision. And they're still somewhat good today. But what they do is they're only triggering, only recording that video when there's an event. So in other words, you have a hard break. Um, you, uh, uh, you know, you swerve, um, you know, you run a stoplight or something like that. It's an event-based situation. It's only going to record. It doesn't record the whole day. So at Netrodyne, our solution records from key on to key off. So we're, we're analyzing and, and managing that whole driving day. So you get a whole picture of, okay, when you look at that whole thing solution um, and you see that whole pie on a, le- on a legacy camera, you may only see less than half percent or 1% of the whole day. So when you go to fight that battle of your culture and your safety culture, how you manage and how you coach versus when you have our solution and you see the analyze of the whole driving day, you know exactly where you're at. You know exactly who's, um, who's had the risky behavior. Who's doing well? You want to promote that, and and you can and you can identify what's improved, where you were, and where you're at now, because you have the whole picture. Does that make sense, Thomas? Yeah, it allows you to start and uh, it at least have a baseline. That was my biggest challenge with drivers as well, because you you'd hire on the drivers, you'd bring them on, you could see their DAC and their scores, but you don't know how they actually do. It's one thing when they say it; it's another thing to observe them and observe how they're driving. Uh, what are some of the, is there any data you have or anything you can share about, uh, let's say I was a company that I didn't have cameras and I picked it up. How much improvement are we normally looking at for folks who are uh, diving deep into the AI-driven safety platforms? It's also about, you know, it's, you also got to look at too, are you a local company? Are you a private company that just does 150 mile air radius? Are you over the road? All those factors stay in play because obviously uh, if you're local, 150 mile air radius, you're going to be hitting more stop signs, those kind of things, stop lights versus over the road. Um, but what the factors you see is you see 50, 60, 70 percent reduction in a lot of different risky categories. Driver distraction, uh, falling too close, speeding. You know, when those in cab alerts I talked about, you know, you see the situation right here, this video, this car is coming on, the traffic it happens every day. You got to create that space when you back off and you lower that speed. That's a good event that doesn't get recognized with like you see cameras. We recognize that. Um, and so those are things you see 50, 60 percent, 70 percent reduction in those risky behaviors and makes you a safer fleet. And when accidents do occur, uh, you know, it's always worst case scenario. I've, I've seen I've been on a few of them myself where you're looking at the camera footage is the first thing and seeing what occurred. Um, you know what? What's the biggest thing? What's it like when this thing occurs? Any customer testimonials in terms of, hey, man, I'm really glad I had you know all this extra footage to save my bacon. Uh, you know, what's it kind of like when things go wrong when you're using this stuff? Yeah. So, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's empowers you to knowledge is power, whether it's your fault or not, knowledge is power. And so when you see that situation where, remember I talked about stage accidents is the fastest growing insurance fraud right now. And so if you have cars that come up and, and, and jump in front of you real quick, make you hit them. And there's a car behind it says, Hey, I saw the whole thing. It was a trucker's fault. When you have video, and the police officer comes up, the DOT officer comes up and says, okay, we've got to investigate this accident. And they immediately see the video. There's no question. You know, uh, yeah. it's taking, it's, you know, it identifies what ha- really happened. It's not that he said, she said anymore. It identifies what re- really happened. And remember I talked about earlier, Thomas, about the customers with the exterior side cameras. We have more and more customers that are you know, getting rammed into from the side. And then somebody else on another lane says it was the trucker's fault. 
So, so that's actually where the cameras can catch it, right? That, that's amazing. I even think they were staging the accidents to try and avoid the front cameras. So they're getting clever and they're saying, oh, let me just hit your wheel well and damage it and say, oh, you merged into me. It's your fault. That's right. That's right. Because if you had the forward facing only, if there's any merge at all that out, out of that lane, then the prosecutors could say, hey, see, the driver was distracted and he uh, went over and it was the driver's fault. No, the side cameras clearly show your car came into me. That's clever. Does that also, when you're looking at coachable events, I'm assuming the side cameras are integrated as well. So if I see that my driver, the driver yes. said, oh, they just kind of ran into me and then you pull it up. Uh, uh, that's always something that got, I always made me so mad. I was like, you installed your camera wrong or why didn't you see? And they tell you one thing and it turns out another thing occurred and then you have to discipline the driver because now you're paying for all the insurance costs. That's right. Remember the old adage of pictures, a thousand words, right? So when you see the video, you thought it really happened this way, but the video shows what truly happened. If the driver's maintaining his lane and you got the forward facing and the driver facing, he's got a seatbelt on, no distraction, he's driving down the road, and all of a sudden somebody comes and hits him on the side of the trailer. And with the side cameras, exterior optional side cameras that we talked about, you can see the true picture of what really happened. And I was always had another question. Get Trucks get backed into a lot at truck stops. I was very shocked about this until I worked at a smaller fleet. Because the larger one you just call roadside or you call breakdown. And then, you know, it doesn't really bother me until I have to, like, do something. But uh, th with these cameras having them on at all times, even if the truck is idling, is that something where the technology still is in play in case somebody, like, takes out my mirror when I'm hanging out at a rest stop? That's a great question. So it's up to the customer, up to the fleet. We give them an uh, option for that. You know, sometimes the, the default settings with the camera after after the truck stops for a certain amount of time, 15 minutes or so, the camera can go off if the forward facings are parked, uh, if, you know, whatever. But if the cam if they want to, that camera can stay on for a long time when they turn the key off. Now, if the truck's idling and the key's on, it's going to be on. So that's what I was wondering about because that happens so many times and then. It's funny because then the, if you didn't have the camera footage, then the other driver would say, oh, you totally did it. Or your own driver wouldn't notice because you have a 53-foot drive and trailer. And then they're like, oh, I didn't hit this person. And then you see the backup footage. And you're like, oh, my God. Is there something where in the future, is, that, is there an opportunity? We have the side ones. Is there ones on the back? Or is there a lot of challenges, I'm assuming, yes. getting the wiring and everything else to connect up? No, we have. We have some customers that are starting to install the back cameras. And then what they do is they put a monitor in the cab. So it, as soon as that driver puts in reverse, the backup, the camera, the backup camera comes on inside, kind of like your car. Yeah. These new, new cars today, when, when you have your backup camera, same thing. So it doesn't, it doesn't, the camera, the display in the cab is not on until he puts that in reverse. So as soon as the driver puts it in reverse, that backup camera comes on. So it helps them not only using the cameras, but you can use that, that camera as well. And anything moving forward, I mean, it's really fascinating. I like the platform y'all are, uh, you're working on and how you can have uh, positive interactions with drivers instead of just always getting onto them. Uh, are there any things across the horizon y'all are working on or any new features that uh, folks may need to, you know, check out? Yeah, so we're always working on to improve things. You know, um, we're always listening to our customers. Um, we're listening to drivers and the feedback. And what they want to see is more uh, optional items for getting driver stars. So now we have like three, we're working on adding three more. We're always adding new features. You know, I talked about the side cameras. Uh, you can have up to eight cameras with us. We have two different cameras. We have a two lens and a four lens camera. You can add additional four cameras on those exterior cameras. Uh, but going back to your story about the when the car the truck's parked, we have a customer right now 
they didn't realize this was an ROI to them. They actually caught several times when the truck was parked with the ignition on. Uh, they caught several accidents in front of them on their parking lot. But they didn't realize they were having with that video. Oh, wow. That was my favorite thing to learn is if you ever park in a parking lot you're not supposed to and you're too heavy, they'll try to sue you to repave the parking lot. That was my fun fact I learned. Yeah. Church parking right. lots, That's folks. Right. <laughs> they call it divine yes. intervention for a reason. And I had a call from a church. One of my drivers parked in their parking lot. And they needed it repaved. <laughs> That's right. And, and hey, Thomas, you've ever had this. Driver calls you and says, hey, I'm here to deliver. But there's no way I can get a truck back there. Yeah, no way to do it. And then you see so, it with the stuff and you show it to them. Well, uh, yeah, we're running a little good. low on yeah. time, sir. But uh, if folks want to reach out, about 20 seconds here. What's the best way to get a hold of Netrodine if they want to sign up? The best way to go is to www.netrodine.com. We have a lot of things on the website to show, show you about our solution and how to contact us. Perfect. Frank, thanks so much for coming on the show, sir. Looking forward to seeing what y'all are working on as well. Uh, going to be a real hoot. And uh, folks, that's going to be a wrap for today, of course. You can catch us, though, next Tuesday, 1 p.m. Join us. We'll do it live.